Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. of faith together. It's new. It's on the screens. One, two, ready. Let's go. I am ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing. I want you to go to this scripture real quickly. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17. On Sunday, we started a brand new series called Fruitful. And we talked about manifesting good results. And so I want to take us another further with that, with the spirit of wisdom. Say the spirit of wisdom. Say, I'm ready to receive. Some of y'all are going to need to shake your day off because you, you, you can't let your day get in the middle of you receiving. But matter of fact, some of you, you might just need to throw your hand up and wave it one time and say, Lord, I surrender because I'm ready to receive. I'm going to need you to get discouragement out of the way, get frustration out of the way, get anger out of the way, get drama out of the way. Say, I'm ready to receive. Ephesians 1, verse 16 through 17. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Ephesus. He says this, I do not cease to give uh, thanks to God for you, remembering you in my prayers. Verse 17, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, watch this part, here it is, may give you the spirit of wisdom. Say, wisdom is a spirit. He may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. Here's what's going to make you fruitful in 2019. It's not might. It's not power. It's his spirit. And we just learned that the wisdom is a what? Spirit. Which means God says what's going to make you fruitful in 2019. What's going to make 2019 a year of manifestation. What's going to make 2019 not a repeat of 2018. It's going to be the spirit of wisdom. The spirit of wisdom. Everybody put your hands in the air and make this declaration with me right now. Say, Father. 
in the name of Jesus, I ask for and I receive the spirit of wisdom. I will not operate by my own knowledge, by my own wisdom, but by yours, in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. 2019 is about one thing Wednesday. It is about manifestation. What you've sown, you'll reap. What you prayed for will pop up. What you've prepared for will be present because the numbers prophesy. Nine is the number of birthing. Say, I'm giving birth to something. You need to understand whenever you're giving birth to something big, your labor pains are, are that much bigger. Whenever you're giving birth to something great, your pain will be that much greater. I'm going to tell somebody on this uh, second Wednesday of this year that whatever pain you've been in has not been in vain. Whatever pain you've been in has not been by happenstance. It's not just been by circumstance. It, in fact, has been a divine thing because you're giving birth to something. What am I giving birth to, Bishop? A better version of yourself. What am I giving birth to, Bishop? Are you that doesn't worry? What am I giving giving birth to, Bishop? Are you that's not stressed out about people who ain't even paying for stuff? What are you giving birth to, Bishop? A greater Christian. What am I giving birth to, Bishop? You'll be a greater mother, better brother, better son. Everything in your life only goes up from here. Somebody say, I'm giving birth. For some of you, that business is finally being birthed this year. Uh, for some of you, that creative idea is finally coming off the ground this year. Uh, for some of you, you're finally going to stop walking in fear of your days, and you're going to give birth to a bold and fearless you. The Bible says that the bold are as, uh, the righteous are as bold as a lion, which means God says when you wake up every morning, I need there to be such passion. I need there to be such fervor. I need there to be such aggressiveness in you that when people look at you, they think you're a lion. But then that number nine, it is also the number of fruitfulness. Somebody say fruitfulness. A fruitfulness means that you're going to have something to show. Please understand, every seed that's sown, God does not intend for you to lose it. Which means everything that you thought you lost, I need to give you revelation tonight, and I'm going to need you to catch this. It was not lost, it was only sown. You missed me. Everything that you thought you lost, hear me, it was not lost, it was sown. I'm going to say it one more time because apparently y'all don't speak the king's English. Everything that you thought you lost, it was not lost. It was only sown. What does that mean, Bishop? You did not lose the car. I know they call it a repo, but baby, you didn't lose the car. The car was a seed in the ground. You did not lose the house. It was a seed in the ground. Can I prophesy to somebody? You didn't even lose the job. It was a seed in the ground. Watch this. Then the number nine, it means the completion of a cycle, which means every cycle, cycles produce circles, which is why many people, if you look at most folk, if you were to have a high school reunion, here's the sad reality. Most of them folk are in the same place they were when they came out of school talking the same who shot John and still ain't done it. But you, touch your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who you sit next to. You are the interruption to the dysfunction in your bloodline. You are a curse breaker, a history maker, a world changer, a, a line crosser, a king and a priest. Touch your neighbor and say, you don't know Nan? Nan is a southern colloquialism that just means anybody. Cycles, God says, I desire to break cycles this year. For some of you, the cycle is you keep picking the same loser to date. Y'all not talking to me. For some of you, the cycle is you keep picking the same video girls to date. Y'all not talking to me. For some of you, the cycle is your merits continues to go through the same issues because you never resolved, watch this, your inner insecurities when you got married. So consequently, you got two insecure people trying to perpetrate like they're secure and projecting their insecurities onto one another. But I declare for somebody tonight that that cycle comes to an end. If you believe that, say, I believe that. 
Your cycle of financial instability, that's got to come to an end this year. It is not God's will for you to live paycheck to paycheck. It is not God's will for you to be in debt. It is not God's will for your credit not to be pristine. Y'all not talking to me. Somebody say those cycles are coming to an end. It's the number of fruitfulness. It's the number of judgment. I didn't catch that tonight. You got to go watch Monday Night Prayer. It's the number of fruitfulness and the completion of a cycle. Sunday, we started a new series to give practicality to what's been prophesied and to show you how to be fruitful. And to be fruitful, we learned on Sunday, you're going to need wisdom. Say, I need wisdom. In the book of Proverbs, King Solomon, amongst others, uh, he writes wisdom and he anthropomorphizes wisdom as a woman and calls the wisdom he teaches his son their mother. So Solomon says, I'm your father, I give you life, and she's your mother, she will sustain life. Watch this. Wisdom is a spirit, which means it is a mindset or a mentality. Whenever you see the term spirit, I don't want you to think of ghosts and ghouls and goblins. Spirit in the Old Testament comes from the word ruach, and we learn in fact, we had a whole series in November and December about that. But then in the New Testament, it's this Greek word, uh, pneuma. Say pneuma. Check it out. God says, watch this. Uh, the, it simply means mindset. So when we say the spirit of wisdom, it is, in fact, a mindset of wisdom. Here's what you need to know. Spiritual transferable, which means wisdom doesn't always have to come because you hurt. Wisdom doesn't always have to come because you went through something. Y'all not talking to me. Wisdom doesn't always have to come because you went through hell and high water. Sometimes all you need to do is come sit in church on a Wednesday night and God will fill you with wisdom. Sometimes all you need to do is sit down and listen to the podcast and look at the messages on YouTube and God will fill you with wisdom. Say it's a spirit and it's transferable. Now, 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 now check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. Uh, uh, you know whether you have it or not based on what you do. And one of the things we learned on Sunday is that wisdom starts when God is first. In Proverbs 9 and 10, Proverbs incidentally means wisdom. So the book of Proverbs is the book of? Now, Proverbs 9 10. The fear or the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. He says the reverence of God, that's where wisdom starts, which means you're not wise because you went to school. That gives you knowledge. And I'm not knocking school. School's good. You, you're not wise. Check this out. You're not wise uh, because you watch YouTube. You're not wise because you use Google. The Bible says the reverence of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And we learned on Sunday to reverence God is to make what's important to him important to who? Okay. Now, if you're not doing that, the Bible says you haven't even started to be wise. Stop looking at people that you know that don't believe in God and don't go to church and don't serve and don't give and saying, ooh, look at so-and-so. They got this and this and this. They're wise. No, they're not. They're building up your stuff. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Don't you ever get jealous of somebody that doesn't love the Lord and doesn't serve the Lord and say, look at what they got. Baby, soon and very soon, God's going to transfer it and put it in your hands. I dare you to lift your hands and say, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Let them get it. You're going to have to give it to me. I ain't even going to have to work for it. Matter of fact, let me prophesy over this room tonight that divine transferences are coming into your life tonight. I said divine transferences are coming in your life tonight. That the wealth of the wicked would be transferred to you tonight. People that don't love God are about to favor the people of God. People that don't serve God are about to favor the people of God. And it's coming over everybody under the sound of my voice. If you believe that, give God glory right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, now, now to, to, to reverence God, 
is to make what's important to him important to you. And in this new year on Sunday, I challenge you to renew your commitment to the five T's with passion. The five T's. They're going to put the infographic up. If you didn't take the picture on Sunday, I encourage you to take it today. Bishop, will y'all print them? No. We're green and 19. Okay, they're going to put it up for you, and they're going to put it up right now. And it's got these five T's that are five things that the Scripture teaches are very important to God. As it's on its way up to the screen, the first is time. Time is your church attendance. Next is your treasure. That's faithful at giving your tithes, offerings, first fruits, love offering. Then you have talent. That's where you get to serve. Say, I get to serve in church. Ain't nobody in here doing God a favor by serving. You sitting on that soundboard, you ain't doing me a favor. You in that back room, you ain't doing me a favor. Y'all sitting over there, you ain't doing me no favor. You get to do that. Touch your neighbor and say, don't ever get that twisted. You get to serve. Next, thirst. That's passion in your prayer, praise, and worship. Finally, your testimony. That's inviting people to church. Those are five things that if you look at the Bible, those things are exceptionally important to God. And God says, watch this, when you make those things important to me, that makes you wise. Because in doing them, there's protection that comes from them. Okay? So let's use church attendance, for example. So watch this. Faithful church attendance is not checking in on the clock to say, look, God, I was there on Sunday. Look, two Sundays in a row. That's great. But what you need to understand is when you come to church, you're coming here to train so you can go out there and reign. Better to learn it in here than have to go out there and hurt. Better to be taught a word or a message than to have to go through loss and unnecessary pain. Got it? So every time you come in here, you are training to reign out there. Say, I came in here to train to reign. You know, sometimes people say church is a hospital, and that's true. A church is a hospital. The problem I have with that analogy is that if you stay there at a hospital, then when you leave, watch this, at a hospital, when you get well, you leave. And this is what happens to many people in church is that they think, well, I don't need God because I'm not broke. I don't need God because I'm not sick. I don't need God because my family's together. Not realizing that, watch this, it, 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 is, not, it is not just a hospital. Uh, yes, you come, you get well, you get healed, you get your mind right. Yes, all that. But then God says, but I'm going to need you to get beyond, watch this, just paying your bills. I'm going to need you to get beyond just, uh, just uh, trying to get your family to come together for one good meal. I'm going to need you to get beyond just trying to break one or two generational curses. I'm going to need you to understand I want to do something in you that's never been seen in your bloodline. I want to do something in you that none of them can testify about because you're going to be the first to get it done. Somebody say, I will be the first to get it done. Now, 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 watch this, watch this. Uh, 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 let's use, for example, talent, serving in church. Do you not know that every major musical act that exists today, majority of them started in church? There is no Beyonce on the run unless somebody let her sing runs in church. She owes her past a whole lot of back pay. I wish I had a church in Houston back then. Ain't that where she's from? Yeah, she's from there tonight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You learn to actually do things well. And I can't talk about any other church, but around here, you learn to operate with a level of excellence that's going to pull the best out of you. You learn to do things you've never learned to do before. Can I get a witness dream, Tim? You, you learn to be faithful like you've never been faithful before. You learn to operate with a level, watch this, of loyalty that you've never operated with before. So, in fact, you are learning how to do something in here that's going to take you very far, not just in here, but take you far everywhere. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
you're getting the point, right? So as we do those things, those things actually provide additional benefits beyond just doing them because God said to do them. You're getting benefits. Then uh, I want to teach you this. I told you one uh, on Sunday that wisdom starts when God is first. Here's what I want to teach you tonight. Wisdom must be sought. Wisdom must be sought. Proverbs 4, 7. It says this, and again, you know, in the new year, I'm using this new uh, scripture uh, or new version of the Bible, English Standard Version, because that's the primary, uh, primarily used version in our mobile app. So that's the version I want to use going forward. Proverbs 4-7, and I'll probably change it again next year. Maybe I'll change it again on that. Proverbs 4-7, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Touch your neighbor and say, get you some. <laughs> wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Insight means understanding. He said, I'm going to need you to stop chasing money. I'm going to need you to get some wisdom. I'm going to need you to give off. Watch this. I'm going to need you to get off of just trying to get opportunity. I'm going to need you to chase wisdom. I'm going to need you to stop. Watch this. Trying to be popular. I'm going to need you to start wanting to be wise. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He says, get wisdom. Please understand, because that popularity will fade because you're only popular with people that can't perceive that there's nothing valuable there. Okay, touch the neighbor and say, I want wisdom. Now, James chapter 1, verse number 5. James chapter 1, verse number 5. So, so, so Proverbs says we can get wisdom. He says, in all you're getting, you need to make sure you get wisdom and get you some insight, get you some understanding. Song says, what I need from you is to communicate, you don't know that? SWV. Or no, that's escape. I'm going to need y'all to look that up. That's altar call. <laughs> y'all know I'll do it in a minute, too. Don't play with it. All right, James chapter 1, verse number 5. If any one of you lacks wisdom, Bishop, how do I know I lack wisdom? Because all my family thinks I'm wise. Your life is a report card. Check your grades. Your life is a report card. Check your grades. Wherever there is perpetual strife, stress, lack, you need to realize that's an area you lack. If any one of you lacks wisdom, can we just all be honest? Let's all be honest. Aren't there areas of our life where when we check the grades, we're like, I wish that was a little bit higher. Y'all yeah, playing with it. If your neighbor ain't lifting their hand, your neighbor, they got another problem. They're a liar. That's, that's their problem. In the South, we call them a lie. We say something else, though, too. Let's just be honest. We all have areas where when we check the report cards, we wish that grade was higher. Here's the good news. God says, I got a way for you to get them grades up, child. If any of you lacks wisdom, he says, let him, watch this, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. Say wisdom. wisdom. Say, Lord, Lord. I, need wisdom. I need wisdom. See, some of y'all, you, 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 you keep trying to do stuff, but you're not doing it with wisdom. I know when I'm sitting down with somebody that doesn't have wisdom because of what they do. They talk more than they ask questions. Wise people ask questions. Unwise people want to show up and throw up. <laughs> what do you think, Bishop? Nothing. <laughs> I get what I'm saying? 
Unwise people are always, watch this, trying to prove something to people who aren't even watching. Y'all here? Now, now watch this, watch this, watch this. The Lord answers your prayer for wisdom. Here's the answer. Because it's not just going to be like, you, you know, watch this. You're not going to get some laser beam to come into your mind while you're sleeping and you're going to wake up wise. Like, you're not going to make bad relation pick, relationship picks on Wednesday and then just all of a sudden wake up on Thursday and talk about, oh, I know what to do now. You hear him? Watch. Three ways God answers the prayer for wisdom. I hit him on Sunday. One is through leaders. If I had time, I'd show you where the Bible says that Joshua, who uh, uh, was the spiritual son of Moses, but the Bible says that Joshua had the spirit of wisdom. And as a result, when Moses died, he lays his hands on Joshua. Watch this, because Joshua was wise enough to know what to do when hands were laid on him. Sometimes we ask God for things, and we don't even know what to do with it when we get it. It's like you prayed for a spouse and then God sends you a good godly spouse and then you don't know what to do with it because you don't, watch this, because you don't have a struggle anymore. So because y'all not arguing and fighting, you don't know what to do, so you start arguments and fights. Y'all looking at me strange-wise and otherwise. You pray for a great opportunity, God gives you a great opportunity, and then watch this, then you get arrogant in the opportunity, and so now God has to take the opportunity from you. He gives it through leaders. Secondly, through labor. When you go through life, as you labor through life, you're going to gain wisdom. This, though, I need to tell you, is often, it, it, it can sometimes come with pain, which leads you to the final way wisdom comes, losses. Leaders, labor, losses. When you lose something, you're going to learn something. Hopefully. Just wink at your neighbor and say, hopefully now. Wouldn't it be a shame to have lost all of what you long and still ain't learned nothing? Watch this. Who can give God 15 seconds of worship? Watch this. For your losses. Who can lift your hands and give him glory for your losses? The psalmist said, it was good for me that I was afflicted, that I might learn. I learned from my losses. Somebody say, thank you for my losses. It, it, it is. It is. It is. It, it is when you lose something that you should learn something. And here's what you got and you and I have to do is we have to act like an investigator of those three things of leaders, labor, and losses. Leaders, labor, and losses. Here's what that means. You got to look back over your life and, and what you lost and say, hmm, let me investigate the scene of the crime. You need to be, I don't know, does uh, CSI still come on? Does the one with Horatio on it still come on? No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, anybody remember when Horatio was on CSI? Um, Horatio. Here's CSI Miami, right? Horatio, first of all, I want to know what detective drives around in a Hummer. Like the department approved that? A regular cruiser was, was too, too, <laughs> that wasn't enough. Okay. You couldn't get the Taurus. You needed a Hummer, huh? Okay. So he, <laughs> he shows up in a Hummer. Now Horatio, cool as a fan. He comes out, got his Miami Vice suit on, you know, he ain't got a tie, he got a silk shirt on, got his sunglasses on. Give me some sunglasses. You got some sunglasses? Ain't nobody got sunglasses. Ain't nobody got sunglasses. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Okay. That's okay. Horatio got his sunglasses on. Horatio, he gets there to the scene of the crime. The butler did it. Like, Horatio, you just got here. How do you know? <laughs> Check up under the hood. <laughs> 
Horatio had the whole thing figured out as soon as he got there. I was like, Horatio, you didn't told the whole episode. Horatio, I don't even want to watch. Say, I have to investigate. You need to investigate your 2018 and say, where does my report card say I lacked wisdom? You need to investigate your, uh, 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 your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s, however old you are. You need to investigate your life and say, where can I learn from leaders? Where can I learn from labor? And where can I learn from losses? Because if you don't act like an investigator, you will repeat the same mistakes because you went through it, but you didn't get wisdom from it. When I dare you to slap somebody, high five, say, I'm getting wisdom from it. Yeah, you didn't just go through that divorce for nothing. You're going to get some wisdom from it. You didn't go through that loss for nothing. You're going to get some wisdom from it. So Proverbs 8.35 says this. For whoever finds me, this is wisdom speaking, finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. That's Proverbs 8.35. He says, whoever finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. Say wisdom brings favor. It gives you preferential treatment. That's what favor means. Favor is better than money. Are you hearing me? Because there's certain stuff money can't buy. Favor will get you in the door. Somebody say, I need favor. Well, to get favor, you need wisdom. Why would God give preferential treatment to an idiot? I'm not calling you an idiot. All right. All right. Why would God give perfect? Think about it. Would you, somebody who watched this, didn't listen to nothing you said, don't get nothing done, is lazy, sloppy, slouchy, and they show up wanting something from you, are you going to give them perfect? You're going to say, go through the line like everybody else. Some of y'all, watch this, you've been in a line like everybody else because God says you ain't wise enough yet. But I prophesy to you tonight that your wisdom is increasing such that you're going to get preferential treatment. You're coming out of that line of waiting and say, I'm stepping into preferential treatment. Say it like you mean it Wednesday, I'm stepping into preferential treatment. Well, watch this, watch this, watch this. Wisdom, now let me teach you this, brings success. And we looked at that on Sunday. Wisdom brings success. Say wisdom brings success. Now, now Ecclesiastes 10.10, 10, it says, if the iron is blunt and one does not sharpen the edge, he will use more strength. Watch me, church. He says, you're going to do it. It's just going to take a whole lot to get it done. Some of y'all are tired. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm worn and weary and sad. And God says, who said do it like that? Look, watch this. Some of you will even do, watch this, and obey God. But in obeying God, you get tired. But you get tired because you didn't obey with wisdom. You thought that to forgive people meant you had to have fellowship with people. That ain't wise. Cross me. I'm through with you. Be encouraged. <laughs> I forgive you, though. Just don't trust you no more. Some answer, I'm going to give them another chance. They are lie. So what chance are you going to give somebody that's a lie? Y'all super quiet up in the church tonight. Well, watch this. The iron is blunt, and one does not sharpen the edge. He must use more strength. So you're going to be tired. Watch this. Just doing your regular everyday life. You're like, oh, God, I got to go pay these bills. 
I'm going to need you to get some wisdom about your confession. Your confession stinks. I'm going to need you to not stop saying, I'm going to need you to stop saying, God, I just got to get up to go pay these bills. Instead, say, Father, I thank you that there's a billless day coming. Y'all not saying nothing. I'm going to need you to stop saying, I'm just going to make a living. Baby, that ain't how you make a living when you're a believer. When you're a believer in Jesus, my giving is how I make my living. So through my giving, that's how I make my living because my job is not my source. My job is a resource, which means if he don't use that, he'll use something else to get the job done. Are y'all here, church? So wisdom then. I need some monitor, please. Wisdom makes you sharp. Say, wisdom makes you sharp. So that you are efficient. And wisdom gives you the will to succeed because wisdom is a weapon that not everybody understands. I'm so grateful for having awesome harvesters and awesome spiritual sons and daughters because a couple of weeks ago I said I don't have a sword. And then today, while I'm in the office, they walk in there and I said, what's that? And I said, um. And started opening up. I said, that's a sword. <laughs> so I was like a kid in a candy store. I started running around the building. <laughs> and I said, you don't want none. You do not want none. I said, I don't even know how to use it yet, but it's pretty simple. This cuts. <laughs> that stabs. Watch. Can I show you something? See. Go back to the text. Ecclesiastes 10.10. 10. If the iron is blunt, one does not sharpen the edge. You must use more strength. But wisdom helps one to what? It's right there on the screen. Y'all guessing. It's an open book test. <laughs> wisdom helps one to? Wisdom helps one to? Why do you think that wisdom helps him succeed when he has a sharp weapon? Watch this. Because I'm bolder. If I got this here and you come up on me. I got a boldness on me. This ain't no fist fight. I will. Wisdom helps you not even have to wrestle with it because you'll be able to get it at. Get. Let me talk to somebody over here. Wisdom says, I'm not even going to have to wrestle with this issue. Baby, I got a sharp weapon and I will cut you. I dare you to slap your neighbor high five say, I'm going to cut some stuff in 19. I feel like preaching right through here. There's some stuff you ain't finna fist fight with. It ain't even gonna get that. I will cut you. Slap somebody else a high five. Say, I'll cut it. I'll cut it. I'll cut it. Some of y'all remember you grew up. That's how you used to fight. I will cut you in a minute. Some of y'all right now, you saved but still carry a razor in your purse. Don't play with it. It makes you bold. Because you can't even get up on me. <laughs> you better back up. Watch what you're going to do in 2019 because you're wise. When financial issues, back up, back up. Marital issues, back up, back up. Financial issues, back up, back up. Family strife, back You better back up. You don't want none. Why? I'm wise. I know how to handle you this time. Last time I got scared and I got worried and, and I lost sleep. But this year, I ain't losing no sleep. I got, I got wise. Slip somebody, high five, say, I got wiser. I got wiser. Bishop, so-and-so don't like you. Listen, I got some wisdom for that. That's their problem with me, not my problem with myself. In the Bible, it makes you bolder. Come here. No, you come here, floor director. Come here, floor director. 
Put that clipboard down. Now, now just come close to it in case there's any trouble. I know I'm not going to get you. You're going to hold it. Come here. You're going to hold it. Now, you see how fearful it is to stand on the other side of a man with a sword? That's how your enemy's going to be this year. That's how your enemies are going to be this year. They're going to see you and say, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's just talk about it. I apologize. I didn't even mean to do that. I, I told you, I told you, I told you that in 18 going into 19, people are going to be apologizing to you. And every week I keep getting a new apology for somebody that I forgot did me wrong. Yesterday, we got an email from somebody, a vendor that we used to use years ago. And, uh, and this vendor emailed somebody. They had to track them down through another system and email one of our leaders and email the leader to say, uh, listen, the way I handled that with y'all was wrong. Do you think Bishop will uh, give me another chance? And I apologize because I was totally wrong. I had forgotten what the sucker had even done to us. And then he's apologizing. I'm going to tell you, when your enemy sees you this year, they ain't going to see the weak you. They're not going to see the timid you. They're going to see the you that's bold. They're going to see the youth that's fearless. So, I want you to hold it. That's got weight on it, don't it? Got weight. Now lift it up. I'm coming over here. Y'all put the camera on her, though. Okay. I'm going to pick it up. It feels wrong. I know. Don't you ever do this again. Alright, just lift. Okay. You know I can fix this. Come here. There you go. That's better. There's some stuff God says, I'm going to trade places with you. You ain't even going to deal with that. I'm gonna. There's some stuff God says, move. Get out the way. You ain't even going to deal with that. Yeah. 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 So watch. So now, run up on her. A dramatization. No, no, no. What's, what's this? What's this? You can't back down. Wisdom says, put it out there fully. Wisdom says, I'm not even fighting you in the natural. Because this sword, watch this, is the sword of the spirit. The scripture says, watch this, that that's the word of God. Which means I'm not even fighting you in the natural because wisdom taught me to fight you with my mouth. Wisdom taught me to put the word off on you. Wisdom told me to speak what God says about it. Wisdom said, you're not even getting close to me because I got a word. Slap somebody, high five, say, I got a word. What was this? You're not even going to get close to me. And if you do, I can stab you. Now, don't hurt yourself. I ain't raising nobody from the dead tonight. Do it like that. There we go. Like professional actors. I got... To, I can stab you, but then because it's sharp, I can cut you. Watch this. But here's the issue. Let me have a sword. Here's the issue. Uh, give me, give me, watch this. Here, here's, here's what you are when you're not wise. Ready? The reason you're so scared and so fearful is because rather than having this, you got that. So your enemy walks right up on you and takes you down. And let me prophesy to everybody, that was 2018. 
But in 2019, I dare somebody that's radical to just shout, my year of manifestation. Say it again, my year of manifestation. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Be seated, thank you. Nehemiah. There's a guy named Nehemiah in the Bible. Are you here? He started as a cupbearer for the king. I'm just about done. And he was eventually promoted as a governor, and he rebuilt a major part of his city that was destroyed by fire, and he rebuilt it in 52 days. Let me prophesy to somebody. You're going to see God do more in the first 52 days of this year than you have ever seen the Lord do. Watch this. For the entire accumulation of all your years. God says, you're going to see manifestation after manifestation after manifestation. Every time you turn around, something is going to be manifesting for you. Every time you look, something will be manifesting for you. Watch. Watch. It took 52 days for Nehemiah to do what took years to destroy. Part of his city was destroyed by fire. And Nehemiah encounters three enemies. Say three enemies. They came through the names of people. We're about done. Y'all with me, Wednesday? Okay, say wisdom brings success. Nehemiah had wisdom. That's why he succeeded. How do you get something done in 52 days that's supposed to take years? Wisdom. How do you accomplish what nobody else in your bloodline has? How are we going to watch God raise up a movement right here out of this place called Harvest? We did not come. I just need to see if I got the right room. We did not come to take sides, but we came to. And he's going to do it in a place where it don't make no sense. And it's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power, but it's going to be by his spirit. And wisdom is our spirit. The first was named Sanballat. Whose name means something, watch this, something bad that was dead that tried to come back to life. That's what his name means in Hebrew, language of the Old Testament. Sanballat, watch this, represents your past. For some of you, in the first nine days of this year, your past has already been like, who am I talking to? Your past been creeping. You hear? The second enemy Nehemiah faced was named Tobiah. Tobiah means people problems. Sometimes when the enemy desires to frustrate you because he can't walk up and do it himself because he's too weak to do it. He does it with people problems. You ever have folk act like they don't know? You ever have folk, you ever have folk people problems, people problems in your family, people problems on school, people problems on your job, people problems, watch this, people who, watch this, people who it seemed like y'all were closer than ever. And then watch this. Let me get in somebody's business. And all of a sudden, they dropped off. <laughs> Who am I talking to? I see one. Okay. What was it? So the goal of Tobiah is to get you so frustrated with people problems that you forget your wisdom. Watch this. Because you spend it whining. 
Why did so and so do me like that? Why did so and so say that? Why did so and so do that? Why did so Lord, I just can't believe it. Lord, just, uh, Lord, no, no. And God says, I'm gonna need you to come up off that whining, and I'm gonna need you to start walking in wisdom. Here's the third enemy. We get ready to shout, Geshem. Geshem means rainstorm. A rainstorm, not, not just rain, a rainstorm. It's when everything seems to go wrong. You ever had a day? Watch this. For some of you, in the first nine days, you've already had one of those days. Where you woke up and said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice that we made God in it. And from the moment you walked, look, your shoes wasn't right. Your coffee was cold. Your biscuit sandwich wasn't even no sandwich. It was just biscuit. Your drive to work was awful. You hit something on the way there. The car started jerking and making noises that they never made, and it's brand new, and now you just. Then you get to the job, and when you get to the job, ain't nothing right. Everybody's in a panic. The heat ain't quite right, so you're walking in there, got to keep your coat on. Y'all not talking to me. And you only been up for an hour and 15 minutes. You're like, my God, if all of this is going on this early in the day, Then you start looking through your messages, and then you say, hmm. and You got messages from this one, issues with that one. You got all of these different issues going on. It's a rainstorm. So check it out. Three enemies come against them. Here's the first enemy, his past. Here's the second enemy. Watch this. People problems. Here's the third enemy, a rainstorm. Everything that can go wrong does. Watch this. Just because. Where's a rainstorm? Nobody, nobody... There's no button we push. I, I love rain. Uh, I love the smell of rain. Anybody else like that? I love the smell. When, it's, when, it's, when I smell rain, oh, God, this is like, oh, life is good. Like, I don't have no problems. Did you smell that? <laughs> and in the South, it smells real good when you smell rain. I mean, it's just, mm, mm, God is so faithful. But a rainstorm. And no matter, watch this, no matter how hard you try to stay dry, come on here, church, something always gets drenched. For some of you, you've dealt with a Tobiah, you've dealt with a Sanballat, and you've dealt with a Geshen. But here's what I love about Nehemiah, because Nehemiah said, I'm going to succeed, watch this, in your face. I'm going to succeed anyway. Wow, I says Nehemiah chapter 4, verse number 6. So we built the wall. Now, what was coming against them? I'm going to shout myself. What was coming against them? People problems, his past, and everything else that could go wrong did go wrong. But Nehemiah said, I'm going to build the wall anyway. <laughs> and all the wall was joined together to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Can I tell you what wisdom's going to do? Wisdom is going to give you a whatever it takes mentality. I'm going to need you to understand in 2019, you're going to need to be like MC Hammer, baby. I'm too legit. I'm too legit to quit. Hey, hey, I'm going to need you to understand. God says, I'm going to need you to walk into your day and say, I don't care what I face, I'm going to win. I don't care what I deal with, I'm going to get the job done. God has not brought me this far to drop me. And it doesn't want me this far to leave me. Whatever it takes, that's what it takes. And I'm going to get the job done.
done. Stop somebody out by and say, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. What? Which means if I got to study, whatever it takes. If I got to give, whatever it takes. If I got to pray, if I got to let it go, whatever it takes, that's wisdom. And if you believe it, shout whatever it takes. Nehemiah said, whatever I got to do, that's what I'm going to do. Here's your problem. In 18, you had boundaries. In 18, you had, well, I'm not doing that, though. And God says in 19, if you got to get down on your knees and scrub the flow, who am I talking to? If you got to get dirty, get dirty. Whatever it takes is whatever it takes. If you got to lay out on the floor for an hour in worship, that's what it takes. If you've got to watch this, give up your sense of pride and let somebody else be right so that you can make a difference. Whatever it takes. Somebody say, whatever it takes. If it takes all night, that's how long it takes. Wisdom says, I will do whatever it takes to succeed, short of sin. Let me be clear, because some of y'all will say, Bishop, no, no, thank you. I'm going to use what I got to get what I want. Rent going to get paid next month. <laughs> Baby girl, that's not what I'm saying. Just need to be clear. Denver, y'all have taught me to be clear. Y'all have taught me to be extra clear. Here's the last thing wisdom does. Wisdom, I'm, I'm, are you getting this? Wisdom, watch this capture souls. For a moment, this message is about to turn because it's not about to be about you. And I know for some, this may be a stretch. But let's stretch together. You look at somebody and say, everything ain't about you. Because we, we got a whole city that needs saving. We, we, we got a whole region that needs transforming. We, 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 got, we, got, we got work to do. Wisdom captures souls. Proverbs 11 and 30. And then we're going to close the message like this. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm just going to, I'm taking this to King Susan. Good evening. And ain't no law about this. I'm fine. Back up. Give me my Laura bars. Back up. Give me my almond milk. Back up. I'm going to need one of them supercars. No, I didn't register my last one. Y'all know I didn't register my last one. I don't never register them. I'm going to need a fresh one. Is there a problem? I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Proverbs 11 and 30. You ready? The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Say fruit. God says, you're going to eat off of the fruit you produce in 19 for the next several years. Woo! Come on, church. The fruit you produce in 19, you're going to live off of. It's going to be a tree that's going to perpetually produce for you. What you sacrifice and what you do in 19, you're going to live off. You're going to live off for many years. Somebody say, I'm going to live off this fruit for many years. Your breakthroughs in 19, you're going to still be talking about in 2042. You're not hearing what I'm saying. What's the next part, though? And whoever captures souls is wise. New King James says it like this. Whoever wins souls is wise. Wisdom captures souls. 
So here's my challenge to you tonight, Wings, and we're done. Say a soul a day. Now, 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 I need you to really get this. So I'm slowing down on purpose. I need you to get this. Say a soul a day. If you had the cure for cancer, which exists, <laughs> would you be quiet about it? If, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you had the cure for financial instability, would you be quiet about it? If you had a good pancake recipe, you wouldn't be, you'd be posting, I'm going to get me a Pinterest and all this so people can see my pancakes. You'd be talking about it. So why is the only thing you're quiet about? Jesus. Why is the only thing you're quiet about is inviting people to church? Why is you talk about every other thing you do except church? Bible just told you, if you don't capture souls, what can we learn through deductive logic? Put it up. Through deductive logic, we can learn that that would mean you're not wise. So, say a soul a day. I had you write down three names. Here's it. We ain't going to count nobody for today. You got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then by Sunday, we should see a harvest. Say, Bishop, ah, I'm just more quiet with my faith. That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. Nobody else is. Ain't nobody quiet about nothing they believe in. Nobody else is quiet about anything else they believe in. Why would we be quiet about Jesus? And why would we be quiet about church? You know why? Because for many of us, it doesn't directly affect us. Just another person on the street. But what if but that person has a mama, a daddy, a brother, a sister, a cousin, an auntie, an uncle? And let me tell you something, Harvest. I don't just want us to be a church that swaps sheep and recycles stuff. We love everybody and want everybody. Say we want everybody. We love everybody. Everybody in the church getting wisdom. But watch this. But the vast majority of people in Denver don't go to church. Even in Dallas-Fort Worth, where the, it's a whole other thing, Dallas is top five. I'm so excited about Dallas. Because the labor's different. Even there, less than 40% of the population is church. Out of approaching 10 million people. This is a whole lot of people. Four million go to church. Six million don't. So while we sit there talking about, ooh, child, the vast majority of people don't go. And it'd be crazy for us to be talking about wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. And we've done nothing to win souls. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take 60 seconds and we're done. We're going to take 60 seconds and we're going to pray. Watch this. Not for ourselves. Not for our breakthrough. We're going to take 60 seconds, and we're going to pray. We're going to intercede. Three types of prayer. Prayer, that's to ask for yourself. Supplication, that's to pray for another Christian. Intercession, that's to pray for somebody that goes out on their own, on their own behalf. Okay? A non-believer can't pray to God and it be heard and responded to. The only prayer that can be heard by a non-believer is the prayer of salvation. Scripture makes that clear. So, we're going to take some time to pray.
How many of y'all got some folk that you know ain't saved in your life, and your family, getting folk on your job, your schoolhouse? Right? We're going to pray for them. And I want to harvest. That's our name. At that thing we were at on Sunday afternoon, they kept calling us the harvest. She said, the harvest. One of the ladies, bless her heart, she was so, she, uh, she reminded me of, uh, Remember my family that's going to be with the Lord, and she was just handling business. She said, no, baby, stand over here. And she was telling the pastor, stand over there. And she said, no, stand over. Do what mama says now. Stand over here. I said, man, you better do what she says. She says, stand over there now. Don't you follow me? And she came into me. She said, ooh, bishop. She said, you are a preacher. You hear me? I said, thank you. She says, ooh, the harvest. The harvest. And everywhere we go, when we're in Dallas, anybody that's ever gone on a Dallas trip with us, they always say, that ain't Harvest Church. They call us The Harvest. I said, God, why do people keep calling? That's not our name. He says, but that's what you will do. Come on here. You will get the harvest. You're going to seize the harvest. It's our time. Father, we take 60 seconds to pray for those that don't know you. We decree and declare that they would, that they would come to you, that they would love you, that they would know you, that they would walk with you. We rebuke anything that's keeping them away from you. We come against anything that's coming against them. And we decree and declare by faith that they would be part of the harvest. Draw them now unto yourself. In Jesus' name, give us the words to say, the invite to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody give God glory in here. Come on, give God glory in here. If you believe he's going to save your cousins, your uncles, your aunties, your mamas, your daddies, if you believe you're going to see them walk up to this altar and give their lives to Jesus and be baptized, now is the time for the saints of the Most High God to rise up. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.